up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Jones, and we got a good week for you heading into the first ever, the inaugural week 18 of the NFL. I love it. Extra regular season game. Um, but week 17 had one of the most astonishing moments I think any of us have ever seen. Uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> This is the most upstanding citizen in the country. Uh, threw off, took off his pads, jersey, shirt, threw a shirt into the stands, then just ran off the field, caught an Uber to Manhattan, and just still there, as far as I know. Yeah, he's just on his way. The best is he posted like a a post game. He posted like an <laughs> outfit picture, like yeah. while he was like waiting for the Uber. <laughs> Or seemingly very soon after that, because it was the same outfit. So, yeah. it, the lack of self awareness with this guy never ceases to amaze me. No, he's literally. I mean, so many people are saying like, "Oh, um, you know, Vontez perfect hit like changed him." Like, eh, you don't start acting like this because of one hit. Like, you were always kind of a scumbag. That's the thing. Like everyone's talking about. Like everyone's. Anytime someone in the NFL like acts out now, it's it, everyone's just instantly like, CTE. oh, CTE, CTE. Like, let's can we consider the possibility Antonio Brown is just a fucking asshole? Yeah. Like, I mean, this isn't the this is like episode number forty five. This isn't, you know, he was a, he was a prick before this. He was a prick before that hit. I mean, just he forced his way out emphatic. of what three te- four teams now. He forced his way out of Pittsburgh, forced his way out of Oakland, forced his way out of New England, and then now has done it again with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he forced. I'd say he forced his way. New England kicked him to the curb. Out of the yeah, out that's of the four, true. yeah, New that's England true. was like, get the fuck out, because that was the he, that was when he got like the sexual assault Charges. accusations. Yeah, right, right. So that is, I mean, like, you know, obviously, I think most teams would have done most, if not all, teams would have done what New England did. Um, right. I don't know what ever ended up happening with those accusations. I don't, I don't know if there's legal I don't think trouble anything. pending for him, but whatever whatever it is, it, it got him out of New England. Didn't um, he put his like lawyer and the girl like in a group chat, and he was like, "Hope nothing happens to your kids," or something. Like he that. did some shit like that. Yeah, um, and the lawyer's probably sitting there, fucking hands in his <laughs> face in his hands, like, "Oh my god, this guy, like, this guy does not pay me enough to fucking deal with this shit." Um, no. Yeah, I I just don't get it. Like, we we can't just like call everyone. In fo- no one in the NFL can be an asshole anymore. Everyone's everyone's got CT. It's always the the game's fault. It's always right. you know head injuries fault. It's always whatever it is. It's not the player's fault. Yeah, the that guy's Aaron an asshole. Hernandez documentary didn't help any of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and guess what? Like, CTE isn't a fucking excuse to commit murder. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I know it's a mental, like, I don't care how fucked up you are mentally. That's not an excuse. It could be, like, a, a driving force, but doesn't make it acceptable. Doesn't make it, like, uh, it's like oh, we can understand. He, he had a degenerative brain condition because of his profession. It's, it, we understand why he did it. No, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> he fucking people. murdered somebody. <laughs> multiple murdered people. multiple people. Like three people to be the fucking scumbag. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Antonio Brown has done nothing close to what Aaron Hernandez did, but he's an asshole. 
He is. He ha- he has been for the majority of his career. And then he comes yeah. out and you know he says his side of the story and he makes him seem like not that bad of a guy and you know and and some the, the fucked up part of some of it's probably valid. You know. Yeah. Even with this, like, but like it's it's the boy who cried wolf at this point with this guy. Is every time you know you lose the benefit of the doubt when you have fucking twenty iterations of some sort of incident that falls along these same lines of acting out and acting irrationally and and you know he doesn't have control of his emotions he's emotionally weak however you want to put it for the reasoning whatever you are emotionally weak if you have mental problems you're emotionally weak like you just you just are that's part of the definition of it it's not always your fault it's not always and sometimes it's legitimized but that that's what it is you can't handle your emotions. You 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 lose control. Like whatever it is, you uh, he he's an asshole. You know, at the end of the day, he's an <laughs> he asshole. He is. He is. He. I mean, to literally do that when you're like eight catches and a touchdown away from another million dollars. <laughs> like, come on, he couldn't throw this tantrum yeah, in like two weeks. At first, the initial reports were saying that he was mad he couldn't go in, and then now right. the, the reports afterward that he was mad that he was being asked to go in. Yeah, it, I don't get it. So I don't I know. Don't I mean, I tend all. to believe the latter reports because, you know, you have more time to digest it and reporters have more time to talk to people who are there and whatnot. So you usually the the, the report that comes out later is the more accurate one. Um, but still, I mean, also you, you played the three quarters almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you, I don't understand what the deal was. You didn't voice these concerns earlier? Yeah, and it's funny. I was watching the video of like um, you had uh, Mike Evans over there talking to him, and he's like, "Nah, nah, nah," and he takes the pads off. Mike Evans is like, "All right." Yeah, like, Mike Evans just gave up. He was like, "I'm not dealing yeah. with this motherfucker anymore." Yeah, like, you could tell he was. Mike Evans was like, "Don't do this," and then he like, "Okay, you know what? There's no change in this guy's mind. He is who he is." Like, yeah, see ya. Was I gotta, that I gotta his... go try and repeat as a Super Bowl champ? But I don't have time for your fucking bullshit. Right. Was that his second game back? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because he came back the week after the Saints game. So, yeah. 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 It, it was a – what a scene. I mean – Yeah, what well. a scene. That was just running off through the end zone, waving to the crowd, jumping up and down. Like uh, He's definitely done playing football, right? We, we, like, there's no way he gets signed to another team. I just can't see another team doing it after Why all this. Yeah, because it's not like he. I mean, he was he was good at times, but I mean, you also have the COVID thing where he just like straight up lied about having a vax card. <laughs> yeah, that was so. Wild. That's another thing, you know. He and he did actually sustain injuries this year that were you know kept him out a lot of the year. So mm-hmm. I don't even know how many games he ended up playing for the Bucks. Like five, six this year. Yeah, maybe maybe six. I think it was probably less though. And he was he was good the first couple games, first few games yeah, of the year. Yeah, first was, game, first game of the year, he had like a hundred plus yards, caught a touchdown. I yeah, mean, he was good. He, um, but I don't know, I don't, just I don't know. It, it's too easy to get young wide receivers. It's too easy, you know. There's just right a, a situation like the Bucks was really like the only way that I could see his his like antics being put in check. And Brady couldn't even do it. You know, you have a guy like Brady vouch for you and put his name on the line. Right. Yeah, you, that's the that's, that's the thing no one's you, talking about right now. That's how you react. <laughs> you know, it's it's 
it's disrespectful to Brady you know, on top of like all of his you know teammates in general no matter where he was but you have one of the greatest players of all time vouch for you and and that's how you do him yeah bring you in win you a super bowl finally and yeah. then you make yeah. you a part make you a part of that super bowl win like he got a touchdown in the super bowl yeah <laughs> the man got a touchdown it, it, i mean like, not that, that totally game was close, redeemed but, it totally redeemed yeah. him like off the field too and the perception of of him you know in the public not completely but like people forgot about all his bullshit for a while oh yeah and he was on the up and up like he was he was acting fine he was being a normal fucking person and then and then it just it's always just, it's, it's always a ticking time it's bomb a cycle yeah it's a goes. cycle it's Everywhere a cycle he goes. i mean there's another guy that is not antonio brown level but he's probably pretty close kyrie irving kyrie irving playing his first nba game of the season tonight at indiana um it's good to have him back i mean he's super talented nut yeah, job I mean, total nut job yeah but. the thing is Kyrie's like it his his distractions aren't like malicious you know no no he just thinks he's smarter than everybody yeah exactly he's a smart guy but he's also like he is incredibly smart yeah he's also just like kind he's of too smart an, for his own good yes exactly you know? he can't get he can't get out of his own way yeah i don't you know Never going to try and belittle anyone for their, you know, intelligence or trying to be, you know, a good person. Because I don't, there's, I don't think there's anyone that would say Kyrie Irving is a bad person. Maybe misguided at times in his yeah. opinions and views. Maybe a little toxic at times. Yeah, and maybe his priorities might not be in the best order at all times. But I don't think there's yeah. anyone out there that says Kyrie Irving's a bad person. I think there's a, a large majority of people out there that would say Kyrie Irving is actually a really good person. Um, and, and you know, by, by all accounts, I don't, you know, obviously I don't know the guy personally, but I don't know anyone. I know he does a ton of charity work. I know he obviously cares about people is his, even his motivations for this, or, you know, if you want to believe him or not, at least the words he's saying are of the I right mean, mind, you know, they're positive, they're, they're positive towards some people, you know what I mean? As, as right. not correct or as idiotic, whatever, I'm not going to make this a political thing, but whatever side you fall on, on the way he feels, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he, he didn't have any ill, he doesn't have any ill intent towards people with his position, you know? No, he's trying. Yeah. I mean, you can't say the same for Antonio Brown. No, no. I mean, I have a hard time believing Kyrie Irving because he stood with a microphone at center court in the uh, garden and said he was going to be with the Celtics the following year. And then forced his way out. So you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you got a special. He lied right to your face. He lied. He lied right to my he face. He came into your home, had dinner, and lied right to your face. <laughs> he did, and it was you know, it's okay. But no, it's it'll be good to have him back. I hope he plays well. I hope he. Uh, I mean, fuck the Nets, but like, I hope he plays well. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's gonna. Now, the thing is, like, now right as we got him out of our like conversation. He's he's back, you know. Yeah. Now that's going to be the conversation, and all we're going to care about is how Kyrie play. When's he going to play next? Oh, he's not. He's oh, what, like the first time he misses a road game, that's going to be like a whole thing because he's not supposed to miss road games. Now he's already missing half the other games. Right. And I wonder, I wonder if there's going to be like some changes in the NBA's policy with this happening. Like how? Like why is he coming back now? Like, does he know that there's some? Well, change it's not an NBA the, policy. It's no, it's New, New York policy. Yeah. yeah, like in San Francisco true. and somewhere else. 
he like can't play oh Toronto. He can't play at MSG Barclays the uh, at Oracle Arena or Chase the Chase Center now and uh and Scotiabank in Toronto. Yeah. So he, I think I think they said when he ca- if he came back like he's got like the, the low 30s or high 20s like available games to play. Uh well left on the schedule. And then like hopefully I maybe thinking hopefully by the playoffs like this is all just gone. Yeah, who knows? I mean in in New York the, the, we just uh, the new mayor was just sworn in, you know, on January 1st and he's just, He's a supposedly a Nets fan, and he said, <laughs> and he said, no, I am not. Uh, I'm not changing the vaccine mandate. Whatever, I'm not changing whatever rule is keeping Kyrie Irving out of. Play. Right. Well, it's good to have him back. It's good to have him back. Everyone, everyone needs. Uh, we need. We need someone to someone to keep us keep us entertained. Um. No, he'll do that. That's for sure. Yeah. But. You know, I feel like we just have bad guys to talk about this week because um, another bad guy, Rob Manfred, um, baseball talks have gone nowhere. Um, Rob Manfred, possibly the worst sports commissioner out there, and that takes a lot for me to say that with how much I hate Roger Goodell. But and Rob Gary Man- Bettman still <laughs> and Gary, but yeah, Gary Bettman. I don't, I don't give a fuck about hockey. Gary Bettman. That dude got a whole season canceled. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did. But again, I don't really give a shit about hockey. Um it's fair. <laughs> I love I love the Bruins. Fun to watch. Awesome. Used to be obsessed with them back in high school, but I've grown out of that. Football's the only thing that really matters at this point in my life. But I do love baseball and it seems like at this point they haven't talked in a month. <laughs> and they have a month to figure this out before spring training. Um, I, I, we're not seeing opening day in April. There is 0.0% chance we're seeing opening day in April. Yeah. At this point, it's, it's hard to imagine it. I mean, when they, when they went into the lockout, I remember in the beginning of December, uh, Passan was basically saying that they estimated the beginning of February, like the first week of February sometime in there would be the deadline to have everything figured out, like signed, sealed, delivered on a new deal. Without that, that date would be the, like the end date of when they wouldn't lose or have to push back the regular season, L- lose games or push back the regular season, the start of it. Because you right. still have free agency, you know, like yeah. free agency only went for like, you know, a month or so. Two and, weeks, and, yeah. Yeah. If the, you're right, not even a month. Um, yeah, two, Because it weeks. all, it was just, but there was just so much that happened in those couple weeks. Yeah. But still, I mean, there's, I would say there's more major players unsigned than signed right now oh yeah for sure so and then a a ton like a high high majority of like those tier b and c players are unsigned Mm -hmm. so i I don't know i mean you gotta you gotta give people i mean i think it's naive to suggest that teams aren't talking or at least you know circumventing this in some way to to kind of be ready to go when when shit goes live again you know, I think we'll see a slew of signings within the first yeah, couple first days. Yeah, first couple de- Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and I just don't. I don't think they're gonna really fuck with tampering rules coming out of a CBA negotiation. Like, um, oh, you fucking you texted Carlos Correa in January. I saw it. Yeah. Like, I don't. I just don't see that coming. Um, and they shouldn't. Like, fuck you. You know, Mm-mm. whoever it is. Like, just what are they supposed to do? Figure out their whole life in three days. 
you know, there's a major life decision these people are making. Yeah, like uh, like uh, potentially millions of dollars to be gained or lost on these decisions. Like, yeah, I think it's idiotic to suggest or want them to be completely silent throughout this period. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's scary when they when Passan. It was scary when I read that tweet from Passan this morning that they just hadn't talked in a month. Yeah, you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, what? What do you? You have two months to figure out a massive labor negotiation with, that is literally billion dollar deal, and you haven't said a word to each other. And the only people that are really gonna lose money. I mean, everyone's gonna lose money, but the people who are gonna hurt the most from this are the is the MLB. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone. It depends on the player. Like the the everyone but the stars is gonna hurt on the players' side. Yes, yeah. The stars are just so set already. I mean, the guy is making thirty million a season. Like, you're gonna be fine. But there is also like, I think there's strong notion that either the luxury tax is gonna raise by a ton or get done away with altogether, and go back to the full no salary cap because that's what the players want. Obviously, yeah. they don't want. <laughs> yeah. And I that don't understand. Be... I mean, like, teams, like, are – the teams seem to be on a somewhat united front in that where they don't really want it raised or raised that much. But if I'm the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Cardinals, Angels, Mets, like, those seven, eight, nine teams that just – they have blank spend check, whatever they books, want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be like, nah, fuck you guys. We want like that's why we're that's why that's your advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like any of those teams are like w- really well known for developing talent or drafting or like the, the teams that are known for that are like the A's and the Rays and right. all, uh, the Indians, like all these small market teams that keep over the last few decades they come up and are competitive every three, four, five years. Um, after they they ret- they trade and retool and whatnot, but. You never heard about the the Yankees' incredible ability to like develop farm prospects. System. Yeah. yeah, they've had a great farm system before, but they've used it to kind of fl- facilitate other deals and trades. Right. And you know, b- think about it. they haven't even the guys they trade for that are top prospects. They haven't really made anything of them. I mean, Gl- Glaber Torres is really the only one that they've kind of turned into something that they got in a in a trade. You know, right. Um, Outside of that, I mean, Frazier, Justice Sheffield was traded for uh, Paxton, and Paxton's gone, wasn't, you know, had his ups and downs here, but wasn't great. Um, You know, there's just, even their last big sale, like that last big selling year in, what, 2015 or 16, they just, they got a ton of talent on paper, and really, all they had to show for it is Glaber Torres, who was pretty disappointing last year. Right, and that's like, kind of the, uh, like the Red Sox do the same thing, they develop good players, and then they just trade him away and it's like like the last i'm trying to think of the last really bad one it wasn't even bad because sale was good when he came but yohan mankata when he got traded for sale i was like awesome awesome and then now you see what he is and you're like all right yeah he's, he's fantastic <laughs> like, yeah you're like oh so we could have had him mookie Xander, and rafi like oh exactly. okay changes the outlook a little bit yeah um but I mean, you you probably don't win that twenty eighteen championship. Oh no, sale. not with yeah, no way, no way. So it's like, do you trade? No you do you trade that for that? You know, it's like why the Cubs traded Glaber. They don't win that World Series without Chapman. So they right. traded they traded their top prospect and a guy that was at the time thought to be a bona fide stud. And when he got to the majors, 
they traded them for a World Series. And I mean, there's no team in the league who needed a World Series more than the Cubs. So I think they right. Even but if then you guys even if Glaber Torres became Mike Trout, I think they make that deal. Right, and then but he, then you just got Chapman right. Then back. we got Chapman right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately to this day and came right back. To this day, I think that Cashman called Chapman into the office before making the deal and was like, "Listen, we're not winning this year. We're going to trade you to the Cubs. You're, You're going to go win. there. <laughs> you have a real shot to win a World Series, and then we're going to give you a nice fat contract." in five months when the season ends, you're going to come back we're going to reload retool spend some money and we're going to be we're going to be title contenders the following year and you're yep. going to have a world series ring and that's exactly what happened it yep. plan was played perfectly he got got glaber torres for legitimately nothing for half a season of yeah not for having... a half a season for 40 games of chapman that they would have used to win 86 games or 88 games instead of 84 right. or 82, you know, whatever they won that year. Right, right. Um, yeah, that one that one worked out pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, that was, that was probably the best. Work. Just like even even if Glaber's not, you know, the top five player in baseball that we he looked like he could have been three years ago, you, you got him for free. So Yeah, exactly. You if, he, if he has a positive war, it's a win, and which he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need out of that. Um, we've got we've got some playoffs coming up, though. We've got a couple. We've got the NFL playoffs starting in two weeks. But Monday night, next Monday night, so before we record next, we'll have the College Football National Championship. Georgia-Alabama rematch of the SEC Championship. Bama embarrassed Georgia then. Uh, line right now, Georgia's favored by three. Total's 52. Really? Georgia favored by three? That seems yeah. like a trap. It does, but I also think Georgia's going to smack Alabama. I think I hope they do. You know, you know my I ties think, to the University of Georgia. But. Yes, I think for you and Katie, I hope that they 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 win the natty. Also, I do too. It would be good, be good Alabama, to get Georgia in there because they're always, they're always like good, but they're never great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just don't think you it's so tough to beat a team twice in a year. I mean, look at Oklahoma State and Baylor in the Big 12 championship like Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Baylor wins. Yeah. And I mean, then think about, now, like, when was the last time Georgia was ranked outside the top 10 to end a season? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, like maybe there's one outlier year, but probably like 90 percent of the years in the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. They're always they're always right there. It's just a matter of. They never get it done. I I don't know. I think yeah. this is the year that they. Well, it's like they always because they always have one loss during the regular season, and then they lose to Bama in the national championship, or they lose to LSU right. in the in the SEC championship. I mean, and then they have two losses, and they get they they finish as like the five seed or the six seed in the college football playoff. Yeah. But this year they were undefeated, so they could survive losing. Like they they could have lost a hundred to nothing in the SEC championship, and they were making the college football playoff. There was no. No oh, way. Yeah. There was no route for them to not make it, no matter what happened. Right. The only thing would have been is if Oklahoma State beat Baylor in the Big 12 championship, then there's a case that Oklahoma State gets in. But but even then, even, you're going to get in over Cincinnati. You're not putting Cincinnati True. Yeah, they're going to bump Cincinnati. Yeah, they're going to bump Cincinnati. I don't right. care. Yeah. Undefeated Cincinnati is not better than a one-loss Georgia. Yeah, when their one loss is to the now number one team in the country. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. An Alabama loss counts as a half a loss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the toughest opponent in the country. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about the line. I don't know. Three points, like you said, that's probably a trap. Probably 
I mean, it'll. I don't think it'll move either. I don't either, and just because I don't know, college football fans are just so like diehard. Yes, you know? exactly. Everyone who's going to bet on Alabama is going to bet on Alabama, and everyone who's going to bet on Georgia is going to bet on Georgia. That's the you're thing. Obviously, like, uh, it, you're right. It's 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 not. It's almost not even Georgia. It's like just. Do you like Alabama or do you hate Alabama? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. you just you just are going to bet. Obviously, obviously, if you're a diehard fan of one of those schools, you know where you're betting. You know where your allegiance lies. But it it's it comes down to the average football, average college fan who's just, do I want to see Alabama win or lose? You know, if mm-hmm. you appreciate what they're doing and you don't really have a tie to Georgia, then you're going to bet Alabama because Alabama always fucking wins, you know? And minus three, you know, to the average person, it's like, oh, minus three, like whatever, you know, it, it's not really like it's basically just whoever wins, you know, it's like close You're enough like, where they're what? just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and it's it's in Indianapolis, so it's not like any team will have a like traveling advantage. Yeah. You know, it's equally far for the two of them. Yeah. They're pretty much the same distance away. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll. Maybe I assume Georgia fans travel a little better because of their need, like the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, right? Alabama. Yeah, some Alabama, Alabama fans have seen a title recently, or right, know that it could come up. Maybe they're not willing to put the lay down the fucking four thousand dollars it is going to be to go to this game. Whereas, like a Georgia fan, one they have never seen it in their life, or two they don't know when the next one's coming. You know, they've right. been. 42 years since the last one you know there there were kids in that were in college watching that at georgia watching that game that are now retired from their careers <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that's you very know? true that's they very had true. their whole lives they they you know two four jobs 401k built up now they're just chilling on the golf course and that's the first time they get georgia back <laughs> i mean 2018 though was also a heartbreaker for them you know, they were dominating that whole game, and then Tua comes in, and that was right. when the legend of Tua was born. Yes. He replaced yes. Jalen Hurts at halftime and comes in and brings them back and throws a walk-off touchdown in the national championship. Yeah, that's so true. I forgot about that. That's crazy. I was at the Georgia—so they have a pretty big uh, Georgia bar in—like, every every college and pro team has a, a dedicated bar in New York City— Right, um, and the University of Georgia bar is pretty big, like uh, area-wise. It's a it's a massive bar with multiple floors, um, mm-hmm. and I watched that 2018 national championship game there. And I never like, there must have been like a few thousand people in there, and and you could have heard a pin drop when that pass went up in the air. It was just like no oh, one dude, said anything. I people bet. weren't upset. It was just like, what the fuck? People just like got up and started walking out. Like throwing cash on the table <laughs> yeah, to pay their like, tabs. Yeah, it was just like numbness. It wasn't even pain. It was just numbness. <laughs> and at the time, yeah, you know, I didn't that's... have like a real. I was rooting for Georgia, but I didn't have. You know, I wasn't gonna ruin my night if they lost. You know. Um, right. That's like I was at. Um. I mean, I had a similar experience at at UMass watching the Patriots lose to the Eagles. Um. But it wasn't, you know, people just walking out and and uh, 
and going home it was you know people rioted like <laughs> yeah the, 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 the town rioted it uh there was cars there was were set on, on fire there was a couch on yeah there was things on fire there was but then equally as good i was also there when they beat the falcons and things were also lit on fire also on fire and, for yeah, different reasons yeah so like win or lose like different still result mentality. in the game same like, result on it, campus yeah it was it didn't matter it didn't matter we were there for a red sox world series uh patriots super bowl win and a patriots super bowl loss i mean yeah i mean we were we went over to yukon when uh they won the national championship in maybe 2011 the the basketball when they won march madness uh it was the shabazz napier year when they beat uh kentucky when it was the weird year yukon was a seven seed and kentucky was an eight seed or both seven seeds something like that and uh yeah, and it was the same thing. Cars on fire, dumpsters on fire, people happy as shit in the streets. It was a, it was a war zone. I we were like walking around like we thought we were gonna go and like have a great. Everyone would be like having a great time and like everyone was happy, but like you had to, your head had to be on a fucking swivel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, people are throwing beer cans and shit exactly. bottles. It was a, like... we quickly realized it was like it, not really a place we should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden you're looking around, and then the, you know, the mounted police with the right exactly, yeah, because then there started to be a police and presence, and we're yeah, like, and I'm not like, about to get put in handcuffs for a school I didn't even go to. Go to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to be getting in trouble for a championship that's not even mine to be rooting for. Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. But yeah, luckily we had friends there, and we ended up going to a house and kind of getting out of the the mayhem and celebrating you know right or at least having a good time uh but yeah it was it was like a you know a war zone there i can only imagine what zoo mass was like <laughs> crazy crazy and we lost the hockey national championship when i was there too and then they won they won this year and of course covid no one was there so that's tough because i yeah, bet that's, that's when they go most crazy is when yes. there's a oh, hockey yeah. championship yeah i mean it would have been insane if they would have if they would have won that um but yeah, no Georgia, Georgia, Alabama. That'll be a good game. I'm probably gonna stay away from the sides and probably just take the over blindly. I'm gonna get suckered into because I'm going to that bar again. I'm gonna get there You're for the game. And, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have a few beers beforehand, and someone's gonna be like, "Who you got?" And I'm be like, "Fuck it, <laughs> throwing money down." Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down in in Puerto Rico for work on Monday. Let's go. I'm gonna Ooh. be sitting. You better, you better hope you can stream that. Yeah, it's in, oh no, they got cable, bro. They got cable. It's just in Spanish, you know. Oh yeah, but you can you can lay down a bet there, like a legal oh, bet, I right? Mean, sure, I wouldn't, cause you know, bookie. But like, I, <laughs> you Fair. know, you know, we have other means. But yeah, I, yeah, you actually, I think you can. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I always get confused with all those. I, I know they're like little, obviously a little different because it's uh, U.S. territory. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, all those Caribbean countries for sure. I know the Bahamas and the Dominican. You can definitely Mexico for sure. Quite the definite, the literal definition of offshore. Yes, <laughs> yes. When they say yeah. offshore books, for them it's onshore. Onshore. Yeah. For them yeah, it's onshore. Yeah, right. Onshore. <laughs> uh, FanDuel well, we, uh, and DraftKings are offshores for them. Yes, <laughs> um, but we also have the NFL playoffs coming up. Um, actually, some interesting scenarios this week. Um, the Colts, Chargers, Raiders, Steelers all on the outside looking in. Actually, the Ravens as well 
all on the outside looking in. The right Chargers now. and Chargers sorry, Raiders game is, is win winning in, right? Yes, Chargers Ra- Ra- Raiders in and win. If the Colts lose to the Jags, which they have lost six straight in Jacksonville, just throwing that out there. Um, they and the Raiders and Chargers tie. I'm sorry. No, there's a situation. I the have, Colts have, I have lost this, six straight in Jacksonville. Yes, I have. Are these a the only six wins Jacksonville has in the last five fucking years. <laughs> basically, basically. Um, where the hell? Okay, I know, I know. Give me a second, but I also have another scenario. Let me let me explain this one. Yeah, first. Schefter tweeted out all the scenarios yes. yesterday. So this this scenario here is one I like, but it's not going to happen. But if the Pats beat the Dolphins, the Chiefs, Bills, and Titans all lose, Pats are the one seed. Just saying. It's not over. It's not over. The it road to the over. Super Bowl could still be through Fox, bro. Um, no, I sent the other day, um, I think on Sunday or Monday during the, um, during the Steelers game, I sent a scenario. Um, where the hell is it? Um, oh, God, I wish. It was a crazy scenario where they could tie if some if a couple teams lose the um, Colts and or the Chargers and the Raiders could tie and both be in. Um, oh, okay. So 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 here's something. It's from Adam Beasley. Don't know who that is, but he said here's something totally bonkers. If the Colts lose to the Jags, the Raiders and Chargers would both get in with a tie. Literally, there would be no motivation for either team to do anything other than kneel it out 15 times each. <laughs> Dude, imagine you, if they did that. Could you imagine if they did that? Oh my god, that would be that would be legendary. That, uh, Sunday they flexed it to Sunday night too. Could you imagine oh on a Sunday night football game if <laughs> the Colts lose to the Jags and then the Chargers and the Raiders just kneel it out for for sixty minutes? Oh, my God, I want him to do it so bad. I want it so bad. I want him to do it so bad. If the Colts lose, I am a million percent taking the under. I I mean, I don't think that. I don't I don't see a world where where that happens. But I'm putting like five dollars on a tie because a tie is probably like, you know, 55 yes. to one or something like that. Yes, that was like the the when the Saints and Bucks played. No TD scored was like. 25 to 1. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I, I God, I I have no you have no idea how much I want that to happen. Just <laughs> 60 minutes of fucking it would break the internet if they did it that. It would. It would. It would be honestly the funniest thing. That I I want it so bad. Want it so bad. You know why they um, wouldn't though? Because there there's definitely going to be people in the uh in the game that have uh, incentives, incentives to, to yeah. reach, yeah. So they're just gonna they they're gonna play it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the you know the football guy who came to win, you know, play the game to win. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well you know you're gonna one of you's gonna play the game to go home and fucking lose when you could have been in the playoffs making way more money. Yes. Um. Okay, I found the play all the playoff scenarios. So for the AFC. Uh, the the Ravens need a win 
a Chargers loss, an Indy loss, and a Miami loss or tie. The okay. Bills, to clinch the AFC East, need a win or a New England loss or a Buffalo tie and a New England tie. So their win, they get the division. They lose. Um, the Pats get the division. Oh, no, sorry. If they lose if they lose and the Pats lose, they still get the division. Um, okay. Bengals, uh, to clinch the number one seed, need a win, a Tennessee loss, a KC loss, and a New England loss or tie. Or a win, a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a Buffalo win. Because they have the um, tiebreaker. Uh, Indy clinches a playoff berth with a win or a tie. Or a Chargers loss and a Pitt-Baltimore tie. Or a Chargers loss, a Pitt loss, and a Miami win. Uh, Kansas City clinches the one seed with a Kansas City win and Tennessee loss or tie, or a Kansas City win and a Tennessee loss. Um, Raiders clinch a playoff berth if they win, or they tie and Indy loses, which we just talked about, or Indy loss and Pitt loss. So if Pitt loses and Indy loses, they are in as well. Um, the Rams clinch a uh, the Rams still haven't clinched the playoff berth. That is wild. Um, they, oh no, sorry, the Chargers. The Chargers. I was the say, Char- how is that yeah. Possible? It's just he has it under the Chargers and then uh, like the little like underlined thing that says Los Angeles Rams clinch playoff berth. Yeah, but it's really yeah, yeah. the Chargers uh, clinch with a win or a tie. Um, the Patriots get the one seed. Uh, if they win, Buffalo loses their ties, Kansas City and Tennessee lose. Uh, They clinch an AFC East title opposite of Buffalo. We already went through that. Um, Pittsburgh, they need a win, an Indy loss, and then Las Vegas and L.A. to not end in a tie. Uh, The Titans get the number one seed if they win. Uh, They tie and Kansas City loses their ties. Kansas City loses, Cincinnati loses their ties, and New England loses their ties. Or Kansas City loses, Cincinnati loses their ties, and Buffalo wins. So Titans have probably the most likely shot at uh, their win in one seed. They're they're winning. They're the only team with the win, only win, to get the one win seed. Win and automatic get the one yeah. seed, no matter and what then, happens. Yep. And then the NFC uh, Arizona clinches NFC West title with a win and an LA loss. The Rams clinch the title with a win or tie, or an LA or an Arizona loss. So Rams just need a win. Uh, Saints clinch a playoff berth with a win and a San Fran loss. That is actually interesting because the Rams play San Fran. So they really, the Saints seem like they just need to win because I think the Rams will probably win that game. Um, San Fran uh, clinches the playoff berth with a win or tie or a New Orleans loss or tie. And that's the only scenarios in the NFC. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Sunday's going to be fun. Sunday's going to be a, a great yeah, day I mean, of football. Saturday football this week, uh, too, I think. Yeah, we got two games on Saturday. We got uh, Chiefs, Broncos, and Cowboys? Cowboys, Eagles. Yep, Cowboys, Eagles, yep. Chiefs, Broncos at 4.30. Cowboys, Eagles at 8.15. Yeah, I mean, how many teams aren't involved? I feel like you named three quarters of the fucking league. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And until last week, I mean, last week there was even more. I know. 
It's oh man, I love the 18th week is just throwing wrenches into everyone's plan. Yeah, it is. I love it. I love it. You're gonna have. I mean, the you're gonna have some weird records, weird weird looking records that we've never obviously seen before. Yeah, I mean, well, I, technically every, every record every, is every gonna, record yeah. we've never seen before. Yeah, you're gonna have you know some 11 and six teams, some 10 and seven teams, four and, and thirteen. Seven. We're gonna have. We're gonna to me, have it's like, a. See, see like uh, with the, with the sixteen game schedule, like ten and six. If you were ten and six, like you were a good team, you know. Now, mm-hmm. like ten and seven, I'm like, eh. You lost like, seven games. Like <laughs> I, I think a ten and seven team is closer to a nine and seven team than a ten and six team. If yes. that makes sense. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know that makes sense. I mean, we only have. There's only one team so far. I mean. The NFC has two 12-win teams. The AFC has no no 12-win teams yet. They most likely will after this week. The Chiefs and the Titans are both 11 wins. Um, the they have a 13-win team. Green Bay is probably going to go 14 and three. That's well, they're playing the Lions and Rodgers probably isn't playing. Devontae yeah. is probably well, not I mean, playing. Right, you do the guy saying Rodgers isn't. Isn't he's never gonna vote for Rogers for MVP? Oh my he's god, I literally guy. never seen anything more disgraceful. I mean, first of all, he's the MVP. Like yes. he, he just is. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a conversation between him and Brady until that Saints game. Yeah, it's and the odds show it. Uh, Rogers is uh, far and away the favorite now. I think it's mm-hmm. like he's like minus four fifty or five hundred, and Rogers. I mean, and Brady is like plus two or three hundred. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, Brady would have to throw like four touchdowns and Rodgers throw like, you know, three picks to like have a chance at at this. Yeah. But Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. So yeah. Rodgers will Rogers have like has a, what? a mediocre three, four interceptions all season. Oh, yeah, I think four on the year. And two um, of them were in the first game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it, I I I bet Rodgers will throw like one or two touchdowns and no interceptions and probably throw for like 250 cuz he won't play for the whole game. Um I'm assuming probably play a half or three quarters you think he's gonna play at all i do i do because they they don't they they don't want to do the whole rest everyone and and get off the rhythm thing right so i think they play at least a half like him Devonte, Devonte all week has been saying like i'm playing you know we're not yeah. sitting we're not sitting our stars like me and aaron are playing so i don't know i'd be i'd be surprised i'd be stunned if they played less than a half wouldn't shock me if they played the whole game. If I had to put money down, I'd say they play between two and three quarters. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think you're probably right. Um, and the I mean the odds don't really show that Green Bay is only a minus four. I mean it might be it might be good to lock that in right now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Green Bay minus four against the Lions. Um, I think at home too. I believe so. Yes, I think they're in Lambo, and it'll probably. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, they're in the Dome. They're in. They're in Detroit. Okay, well, he dominates there, anyways, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> it dominates everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk some lines, though. Let's talk. Let's do our let's do our week our inaugural week eighteen picking. We've never had this inaugural before. week eighteen. We've never had this before. Um, I like underdogs this week. I am all over the Jets plus sixteen against the Bills. I, I just don't see how the Jets like Zach Wilson coming into his own a little bit, playing pretty damn well. He's quietly been really solid. And then um Carter has been really good. 
absolutely tore up the Bucks last week. That was pretty uh, pretty incredible. I think he broke off like a 55-yard run in the first drive of the game. Um, yeah. I mean, Carter's he's going to be really good. He was uh, he was really showing it, uh, showing something before he got uh, I forget it was ankle or then COVID. Right. But he had uh, three or four games of you know double digit fantasy points, touchdowns. You know, he was really turning it on, taking over that backfield before he went out. Yeah, yeah, he's no, going to be a real solid player next year. I mean, he's going to be a top, probably a top two, maybe third round pick, but definitely. No later than the third round. And, and, oh yeah, yeah, he'll be in that. I think he'll be in that second group of running backs. Yeah, he'll be sure. in that middle second tier group yeah. of running backs next year. Um, I also like the Raiders plus three against the Chargers. Um, they mean business. I mean, they looked they looked great this week. I had I was all over the Raiders this past week. Uh, after after John Madden died, I was like, you know, I made this mistake. I made this mistake with Demarius Thomas and the Broncos. I didn't bet the Broncos, and they Dude, death, death and coach firings. You gotta, you gotta, roll you gotta. With it. It's just, it's. I'd love to know the the record ATS on those situations. I need to find that out. Um, but yeah, I did not make the same mistake twice. Raiders money line, Raiders plus eight, Raiders uh, minus three as an alternative line paid out pretty nice. It was. Uh, oh no, did they cover minus three? I don't think they did. No, I, can't I think remember. they won no, by two. No, they won by yeah, they won by three. two. I, yeah, I think that pushed. I think that's what it was. I was gonna yeah, say they I don't remember being upset about that. Yeah, um, and then I'm also just mentioned it a little while ago. Colts have lost their last six in Jacksonville. I'm taking the Jags plus sixteen. Okay, I'm taking the Jags plus sixteen. Trevor Lawrence on the up and up and up. He threw his first touchdown in like six weeks last week. Yeah, yeah, it was garbage time. But he did throw a touchdown. He was down forty-seven, but he did throw a touchdown. And it was like a screen too. It wasn't even yeah, like a nice was. pass. It wasn't even a good pass. It was literally yeah. a screenplay. It was literally After, a dump off, and the guy, the running yeah. back, ran it for like forty yards. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, that was pitiful. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm taking those three dogs. So it's it's a dog. Dogs are hungry this week. Um, and then I'm gonna take the uh, Pats Dolphins over forty. Um. I think that, I mean, Pats are kind of cooking right now. They're back on track. Big win, got the offense going. Rookie uh, wide out first game, Christian Wilkerson. Two tutties, love to see that. Uh, don't don't hate that at all. Um, so we're taking the Pats Dolphins over uh, 40. I think, that's, I think that one's some free money right there. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't love dogs as much as you this week, or at least not in my top three picks. But... Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with two teams with, with things on the line uh, and then a spoiler. Uh, I like the Bucks minus eight and a half, main, or minus eight, sorry, mainly because I hate the Panthers. Plus yes. eight. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I know the, the Bucks are going to be shorthanded. I, I believe Le'Veon Bell is slated to be their starting running back. There so, you know, that's never a great sign these days. But, you know, Brady's going to get them right going into the playoffs. Uh, maybe they're rallying around the uh, proverbial metaphorical death of Antonio Brown. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the minus eight there. Uh, next one is the Chiefs. They want that one seed. They want to play in Arrowhead as much as possible. One of the toughest places to play. Uh, they don't entirely control their own destiny, but they can control beating the Broncos, who have looked real bad the last month and a half, two months yes. of the season. Um, division game, I just give me that. 
uh, minus. I know it's. I'd rather be nine or nine and a half, but I don't like the Chiefs could win by four touchdowns. So I'm um, I'm fine with that. Um, the last one is uh, the Seahawks playing spoiler and potentially Russell Wilson's last game in a Seahawks uniform that he just randomly stated to everyone without being asked about it last week. <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty wild. It was weird. He was just like, yep, yeah, could be my last game. Like, oh, I was asking you about that play call on third down, you know. <laughs> yeah. But sure, thanks for letting us know. Um, but yeah, six and a half, it's a lot. I, the Cardinals, I think, are the, you know, we've talked about it. They're like the Steelers of last year. They're just not that impressive to me. They don't nope. They don't scare me. They don't. I think Kyler Murray's a little overrated. We were talking about that last week, too. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Russ getting six and a half against a division opponent. Um, and my over-under, I'm going to go with a big spread, but I like this team, this underdog, to have some fight in them, and I considered taking them, but I'm going to go over 43 in Texans-Titans. Okay. A little bit out of left field, but I think I think the Texans can, can hold their own and put up some points. I don't think they win, but, I mean, what that implied total and spread, so that means the Texans only have to put up uh, – they only have to put up, like, 15 14 17 something like that um so i'm i'm, I'm fine with the i'm fine with that i'm, I'm just trying to do the math in my head. it's 10 yeah. and a half of the 43 43 yeah, yeah, no, uh, they, they total. have to put up they have to put up like 21 <laughs> oh no 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 they don't no they don't they have to put up like yeah no they do because 43 so you would need if they cover the spread you would need you would need like a 34 21 win no, but that's 50, that's like 53. You need it to go lower. You, you can lower it by five points on each side. That's true. That's true. But you want, yeah, true, 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 true. So true. what I'm saying is that I, I like them to cover. I just didn't put them in my top three. Right, right. Yeah, they should. They so, should definitely. you know, I, I think they can put up their fair share. I think they can put up, you know, 20 points. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Over over forty three in Texans Titans, love it. Uh, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Hopefully these are uh, some winners to close out the regular season. And what are we doing Need- for Natty? What are we? We both going Georgia. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go Georgia in the over. Is what I'm gonna do. All right, I'll ride with you. I'll ride with you. All right, Georgia in the over. I I killed it on uh, Kansas State last night. LSU stood no chance in that game. You know what? I'll take Georgia in the under just to just to. All right, all right. You just, just want to, to root for a bad time. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's like I literally well, listen. I mean, if Georgia's to... gonna win, if Georgia's gonna win, they're gonna win with their defense. You know, that's true. Although so, someone tried to convince me to take the under in the Rose Bowl, and I was like, "Do you even watch football, sir?" I was like, "This is the Rose Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There is gonna be a gajillion points." Yeah, I don't, and I don't then know there was how like, you think we 52, do this, but yeah, there's like 52 points in the first half. It's like 62. I'm like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna get a couple touchdowns." Good shot. Good half. shot at the over after one, gents. <laughs> yeah, good shot at the over after uh, the first eight minutes of the game. <laughs> when uh, when what's his name? When when uh, when when Tanner Johnson or whatever that guy's name is on Utah. Um, you know, Braden Colvin or something, Brandy Colvin. Oh yeah. Fuck's yeah, yeah. his name. Ah, uh, fuck. Colton, Colton, Colton Smith. Like something, something like the whitest name ever. Uh, 
Oh fuck! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look this up now. Let's it's something. It's you know what I mean. It's literally when you say it, it's gonna all make sense. All the names that I just threw out there. <laughs> the whitest, <laughs> most Utah name ever. It literally is. Fuck! What is it? Oh. Uh. Fuck! 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 Where's this game? Where's this game? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, Here we go. That was New Year's Day, yeah. Utah, Ohio State. Um, what the hell was his name? Oh my God, that's gonna drive me crazy. Uh oh, Britton Covey. Britton Britton Covey, yeah. <laughs> Britton Covey. Britton spelled touch- like the country. Yep. I mean, this game. <laughs> this game. Was uh there was fifty six points in the first half, <laughs> and only I mean they only put up uh thirty seven in the second half, so you know it was a real sweat. Oh man, this guy kind of looks like Steve Nash. He so does look like white. Steve Nash a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man's a man's a legend though. I mean, ran- uh, he, he's born in Provo, and then went to and then went to Utah. Isn't. Is Utah in Provo? Or I thought Utah State was in Provo. What's Provo? It's like the second biggest city in Utah behind Salt Lake. Oh, oh yeah, I don't. It's the only other place there's people. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, the guy ran a 97-yard kickoff return back, and that was that was pretty legendary. Yeah, anytime you have that, I mean, that's a, that's a lifetime moment. Yeah. Lifetime moment. I mean, that was a, that was an all around great game. The Rose Bowl and then Oklahoma State. Um, oh, not Oklahoma State. Ohio State. Who did Ohio State play? Ohio State played uh, Oklahoma State. Notre Dame. That's what I'm thinking of. Was a great game. Ohio State played Utah. Oh yeah, Oklahoma State. They 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 were down like thirty and came back. Right. They were down twenty eight to seven. And then came back, scored, scored. They scored like thirty uh, like, unanswered points or something like that, right? Yeah, it was incredible. Yep, they literally scored. Uh, I want to say, I want to say they scored. Yeah, thirty unanswered points, and then, and then one. Yo, was, Mike Gundy's got to be up there at, in terms of longest tenured college football head coaches. He's been there a while. Yeah, I mean, he certainly predates Saban at. Alabama and Alabama that he's going Saban's going on like 15 years yeah this is his 15th year yeah I saw 15 years ago today uh Saban signed with Alabama yeah Um, so and I know Gundy predates that yeah yeah no he he has and I mean they had a great season and now they're probably gonna run the big 12 because no more Texas Oklahoma I mean who are they gonna be they're gonna be competing with Baylor and Texas Tech, maybe like it's kind of good for them because they're gonna get all like they're gonna get a lot of recruits that want to play because now you're it's like USC oh, yeah. in the Pac-12. You're just yes, you're, you're the, the clear, top dog. you're the clear top dog, and it's like okay, you might not, you know, you might not be winning national titles, but you're gonna have a chance, and by nature you're gonna get more, you're gonna get more recruits who oh, want to yeah. have a chance to play for a national title. Versus Oklahoma and Texas are gonna be like bottom feeders in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, at least for the first few years. Yeah, I don't understand the move at all. I I really don't. <laughs> I didn't either. I would have. I would have. If I was them, I would have been more championing trying to get 
people into the Big 12. Yes, yeah, right? Because at least you're still the top dog. But yeah. now it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to lose every year to Georgia and, and they Alabama. Do it. I mean, obviously, there's like probably, probably money behind it. But like Texas has their own network. They have their yeah. own network. What are you talking about TV deals for when you have your own net? There's also a Big 12 network. There's also the Longhorn network. When now you yeah. want to be on the SEC network? I mean, obviously, makes- they have the big deal with ESPN, but... CBS and whatever, but it's just, I don't know. Obviously, there was a move, a motivation behind it, but it just, it seems like there was an equal amount of negatives as well. Yeah, it makes, it doesn't make any sense to me. I When I was in Oklahoma for work, which I'm going back to in a couple weeks, I was talking to people like, oh, you fans about that. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing going to the SEC? I was like, do you just want to lose? Because <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to. Yeah, like, you're going to. You're going to be like six and six, and you're going to hate your life. They were losing two, three times in, in the Big 12. Yeah, and there's no defense when, in the Big 12. What are you doing? <laughs> Texas A&M is the worst game on your schedule or the easiest game <laughs> in your schedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, Vanderbilt plays in the SEC, so... That's true. That's yeah. true. Well, yeah, the SEC is going to get all like realigned now because yeah, it is. You, you can't this, put yeah. both of those teams in the SEC West, right? Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. I'm and you can't realign out. like you can't take Alabama and uh, Alabama or Auburn out of like you have to keep them in the same division, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't take the either. We're losing Bedlam. We can't. We're losing Bedlam. And we'll still have the Red River shootout because they'll be in the SEC together, probably. Yeah, they're, they're, that's but. just, I mean, that's going to be like Notre Dame-USC, where, like, they have no relation whatsoever, but they make sure to play it every year. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? true. I mean, obviously, that there's more relation because they're in the same conference, but, like, even if they put Texas in, on the, in the, you know, East and Oklahoma and the SEC West, like, they're they're absolutely playing that every yeah, year. Yeah, but probably, probably no more Bedlam, which is sad. That was a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of Oklahomaites were sad about. yeah. Probably their last one, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. Nice, nice hour for you folks. We said it'd be a quick half, but we just going to stop goes. talking. It's how it goes. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode for you. We'll talk our NFL playoff matchups, our wild card weekend. Uh, we'll recap the natty. Hopefully there's some movement in baseball, but I ain't crossing my fingers. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials at BleacherFan, at BleacherBanter. Check out the store at BleacherFan.com and rate and subscribe to the podcast, and we'll be back next week.